Joe, thank you so much and good evening. It's great to be with you tonight and so glad so many of you are tuning in, loving the coffee chat and the tea chat. Um, and there'll be more uh, chat later on that you can get involved with at the end of this talk. Um, I'd love to talk to you tonight about the subject of freedom. And I'd love to ask you a question right now, and um, you can maybe put the chat, answer in the chat. Uh, how free do you feel right now? I'm guessing uh, the answer is probably not very free. Uh, it feels at the moment, doesn't it, like our freedom has been taken away from us. We can't go where we want, we can't do what we want, we can't see the people that we love to see. And it feels really annoying, doesn't it? It feels really frustrating, and uh, if we're honest, it feels quite painful at times. And there's a phrase that's often getting said in our house, and it's normally in answer to a question that one of the kids is asking us. And it's, uh, the phrase is this, not until coronavirus has gone away. So the kids are saying, can we go to this place? Can we see this person? Can we do this? And we find ourselves often saying, not until coronavirus has gone away. And I'm sure, like me, you are longing for that day where Boris and his chums stand up in, in Downing Street and they say, you are now free, you can go and see who you want to see, you can uh, meet as many people, you can go on holiday. We're longing for that announcement, aren't we? And it will come one day, we know, in faith. Our freedom is really important to us. It's really crucial to who we are as people. And I remember being 18, and I was finishing school and doing my A-levels, and I was just longing to spread my wings and get to uni and just uh, get into the next chapter of my life. But then I remember at the end of uni thinking, I'm done with study. I'm like, I need to get on with my life and I need to find a job and start a career and, and just you know, progress to the next stage of freedom in my life. I think uh, in times like these, our physical freedom, when it feels really limited, today I'd love to explore a different side of freedom, and that is our spiritual freedom, because I believe that it's our spiritual freedom that we need more than our physical freedom. So tonight, I'd love to throw out a bit of a reassurance to you and a bit of a challenge at the same time, and it's this, that you are free right now. You are free. You might say, well, Matt, how is this possible? I don't feel very free tonight. Well, we're going to dive into this passage that Joe just read to us in Galatians. Uh, it's found in the New Testament, and Galatians was written by St. Paul, who was part of starting some of the earliest churches after he'd, uh, Jesus had commissioned his disciples and apostles to go and spread the news, to plant churches. Um, and things with these churches had started well. They, they grew quickly, they spread quickly, but uh, as we read through some of these letters, things went wrong as well. They weren't treating each other well. They weren't following to the teachings of Jesus. Uh, and this whole book of Galatians, if you look at chapters 1 to 4, has some pretty meaty theology in it. It's, it's looking at how salvation works, uh, the law versus grace, works versus faith. And essentially, Paul wants to put across that it's nothing we can do in our own strength or acting in a certain way that will save us, only by trusting in the person of Jesus. And... He repeats this line, we are saved by grace through faith. And only by knowing that we are saved by grace will we be truly free. And towards the end of this book, chapter 5, it comes into land with these sort of really practical steps of how to live. Paul doesn't leave it in lofty theology that's like too big for our minds to grasp. Always Paul grounds his theology in practical outworking of how to live now. 
And chapter 5 is entitled, in some Bibles, Freedom in Christ. In other Bibles, it's entitled, The Life of Freedom. And he's turning the concept of freedom on its head. He's saying that we're not free to do exactly what we want, but we are free to live in the power of the Spirit. Not just, not free from restrictions, but free to act and to do something. And tonight, we're going to look at three areas of where I am free, you are free, we are all free tonight so that we can act. And the first one is this. It's found in verse 13, and it's this. You are free, so love. And it says this, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. The world's view of freedom is that by being free, we are able to do what we like when we like, to fulfill our selfish ambitions and desires. Think back to the song, the classic 90s club anthem, you're free uh, to do what you want to do, to be who you want to be. You got to live your life, you know, think back to that song. It was a statement of a generation then back in the 90s. It's a statement probably still echoing today. And in the, um, but Paul is saying uh, that if we pursue freedom to do what we want to do, we will actually destroy our freedom. Instead, he is saying to use our freedom to act by loving our neighbor. You are free, so love, Paul is saying. In the message translation of this verse, verse 13, it says this, use your freedom to serve one another. That's how freedom grows. I love that. And then the next verse is to explains who it is that we are called to love. To love your neighbor as yourself. It's a reminder to God's people of the old commandment found in the Old Testament, given to God's people. And it's been amazing at St. Nick's over the last few weeks, uh, as we've done the love um, Christmas, love boxes over Christmas, uh, just to see stories of how you guys have taken on that love your neighbor challenge, to bring the, the, a physical sign of love to people that we know and work with and we know that are in need. At this time, just this week, um, I was chatting to a lady called Karen, who's a part of our church congregation, and she took a love box to a key worker colleague, she's a nurse, and one of her colleagues was going through a really hard time, really struggling on the front line uh, in community nursing, and she took this box to a colleague, and she was totally blown away that the church would give a total stranger this generous box of, of love and gifts and treats, just to say thank you for all you're doing, just to show a little tiny glimpse of God's love for her. Similarly, there's a lady called Jane who is um, a nursery school manager and she has a team of um, nursery school teachers who are working so hard uh, providing uh, education. And this team were brought five boxes, uh, not each, one each, and, um, and they were moved to tears at, um, at the generosity of the church just to say, we love you, we appreciate you. We are called to be free people so that we can love to love our neighbours. Now, I don't know if you know your physical neighbour in the house or the flat next to you or above you or below you. Uh, this lockdown and all these lockdowns that we've had has given us a chance to uh, connect with maybe people that we haven't connected with in new ways. And I know, again, some of you have written to your neighbours uh, and just said, I'm here for you. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there some shopping I can do for you? And that, that is amazing, but I think also that our neighbours at this time are also um, people that we might be on the end of a phone call with, on a Zoom chat or a FaceTime. 
Love at this time and showing love comes in all sorts of different forms. On Friday night, Nay and I had a birthday party on Zoom. Classic, you know, quiz and the drinks and stuff. And we were chatting with some old friends that we've been friends with for many, many years. And the girl whose birthday it was, um, we ended the night where we were all on the Zoom. We ended the night with just a little moment where we all said one thing about what we appreciated and loved about her. And it was just a a little amazing moment, I think, that if we'd have been out in a restaurant or a pub, we would never have done that. And it was just a little glimpse for me to use this opportunity, to use this moment, to even use the the wonderful and annoying thing that is Zoom, um, just to to speak affirmation and encouragement and love over people. And um, this girl left her birthday party saying, this is probably one of the best birthday parties I've ever had. I can't believe it that uh, uh, Zoom has led to this moment. But I think if we use these moments and this season creatively and uh, using our initiative, we can encourage our our neighbours both locally and virtually. So that's the first point. You are free, so love. Second point tonight is this. You are free, so live well. Verse 16 says this. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It's only in the freedom that Jesus offers us by the forgiveness of our sins and by living in the power of the Spirit that we are able to live well. In verses 19 through to 21, uh, Paul lists a whole load of issues that were prevalent at the time, uh, which were causing the church um, distraction and um, causing them to stumble and not to treat each other well and to live well. But he also knew that it's only in the power of the Holy Spirit and the message of the gospel that we're able to overcome sin and temptation and to stand strong. Paul knew uh, what it was to struggle to live well. He knew what the battle against sin was like. And if we do what we want, when we want, we end up being slaves to sin. In another letter that Paul wrote, Romans 7, he said this, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. He knew that the battle was real. And he's writing to the church to encourage them to live well. And this whole sense of living well and well-being um, is a word that we see around um, the place. Wherever we are, we see the the concept of well-being in gyms. We see it in food, uh, in supermarkets. We see it around them out. And I'm sure you've come across this whole concept and the word and the term well-being. And uh, for Christmas, just this uh, Christmas just gone, I bought Nay um, what I think is a really kind gift. And (laughs) that gift is a diffuser. If you've not come across a diffuser, it's a little thing, you plug into the wall and it has water in and you put some little drops in and it creates this sort of sweet smelling um, fragrance, um, like a steam that goes around the room. Anyway, uh, Nay dropped some hints, I picked up the hints, I bought the gift, um, it went well. And um, this diffuser, it says, um, it says, well-being essential oils. And I was thinking, why, what, why are they called essential? What makes these essential, these oils so essential? And then I read uh, the promises, or the, read the descriptions of what they were. And this, it says this. Um, there were four oils here. It says, one, this helps you stimulate a tired, tired mind and encourages clear thinking. Wow, that's a good promise. Uh, another one makes you feel calm and banishes stress. Also pretty good. Then there was another one here, which helps you balance and uplift your emotions. 
And then finally, one uh, to help you relax and prepare for sleep. Wow, these are great promises from essential oils. They're truly uh, essential, I discovered. <laughs> and um, now, essential oils are great, and well-being is important. But what I think is truly essential at this time is living in the freedom that Jesus offers by the power of his Spirit. We are free, so live well. You can also get a diffuser if you like. Um, but you are free to live well in the power of the Spirit. Thirdly then, um, is this one. You are free, so don't compare. Verse 26 says this. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And I believe that we, at the moment, live in a generation where perhaps the biggest killer of joy and freedom that we all face is comparison. The comparison game, uh, we spend a lot of our time worrying and looking at other people, of scrolling through social media, comparing ourselves to others, uh, constantly saying to ourselves maybe that we're not as good or as successful or good-looking or as qualified as other people. This comparison game is, is real, and it robs us, and it can rob us of our joy and our freedom. And tonight, as I was preparing this talk, um, I really felt like there were some people tonight that needed to hear these words, that you are free, so don't compare yourself with other people. Don't spend your time thinking, what if I had this? What if I was like this? What if I was like this person? Comparison and envy and jealousy are problems that we have today, but as you can see, Paul was writing because they were problems then. People were jealous of each other, of envying each other. It was happening then, and it still happens now. And the antidote to the comparison game that we can hold on to and to know true freedom by the Spirit is available to us tonight. And wherever you're watching tonight, know that you are free by the power of the Spirit. And how do we, how do, we do this? How do we grasp this? How do we walk in this? Well, uh, Galatians chapter 5 says this. And Paul finishes with this instruction to keep in step with the Spirit. What does that mean for us to keep in step? Well, I think it just means asking God each and every day at the start of the day for his strength to live, for his power to live in us. And when we do that, Paul says that we will receive the fruits of the Spirit. Look at verse um, 22. It says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when we keep in step with the Spirit and we see the fruits of the Spirit grow in us each and every day, what is the result of us um, keeping in step and showing these fruits? Well, I believe our faith in this season will come alive. And I think our faith can become contagious. We hear a lot at the moment about transmission, don't we, and, and uh, being contagious at the moment. And, but what if this season for us as Christians in our faith where we live was a moment for our faith to become contagious, that others notice something different about us, that we have, uh, people notice that we have different priorities in life, people realise that we respond differently in, in stressful circumstances, or that we treat people with extra patience and gentleness and kindness, and that people, because of that, start to ask questions about who we are and what we believe. And I think in this season, with Alpha starting this week, it gives us a little moment 
to take some opportunities, to take some risks, uh, to invite people to try Alpha, as we've um, heard earlier on, to explore some of the big questions in life. Why were you able to treat that person or choose that way or, or respond in that way? So if you haven't dropped someone a little message just to encourage them, to love them well, uh, to invite them into exploring uh, faith and life, do it. Maybe even tonight. Just say, would you join me in this? I think you'd really enjoy it. So that's, that's my third point tonight. Uh, you are free, so don't compare yourself with others. Ultimately, our goal for our faith is to see people, to, for, for Jesus to see uh, sorry, for us, for people to see Jesus in us and for us to point people towards Jesus, towards his love, towards the forgiveness that he offers and to see the spirit of God free us and empower us and equip us to be free and to live well. So tonight, know that you are free to love one another, to love your neighbour as yourself. You are free to live well in the power of the Spirit and you are free to be yourself and not compare um, yourself to others. Amen. Amen. Well, I think um, it would be great tonight to respond by praying for each other and we're going to have a time of ministry in a second and a time to respond in worship as well. And what I'd love um, to do is this something that we did this morning in the morning service is if you're saying, if you'd love to say tonight that you would love to step into greater freedom, if you're saying that you want to live in the power of the Spirit, I'd love you in the chat right now is just to put your first name in the chat and say, yes, this is me. Tonight I want to respond uh, to you, God, to say I want to know a greater sense of freedom in the Spirit. Um, why don't you start right now just putting your name in the chat and then Joe and Andy and Josie are going to lead us in a time of ministry uh, in a minute. And as you do that, you might like to also think of one of the gifts, one of the fruits of the Spirit that, that God promises tonight. You might like to um, pray for peace, for kindness, for goodness, for faithfulness or gentleness or self-control, whatever it is tonight that you are asking God for. Um, it'd be great just to take a moment to be bold and to put that in the chat as well. So for me at the moment, it would be patience because I'm working from home, the kids are at home, things are a little bit crazy and different. For some of you, it might be um, that you want to rediscover the gift of joy tonight. For others, it might be a sense of gentleness or self-control, whatever it is. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just put that in the chat. So put your name in and then we're going to declare some names and we're going to pray for the fruits of the Spirit uh, tonight. So as those names come in, keep them coming. Um, because I think we, we believe, don't we, that when we ask, God loves to give good gifts. God loves to bless and fill us wherever we are. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship together and then Joe and Andy and Josie are going to pick up um, that response. So tonight, God, we pray for your spirit to fill us right where we are, right where we're sitting and watching this. And God, despite the restrictions that we face at the moment in lockdown three, Lord, we pray that we would know a greater sense of spiritual freedom tonight. Freedom from the past, forgiveness of the things that have gone wrong in the past. And Lord, we would know a sense of freedom for now, that we would know your spirit with us. So God, we pray for the fruit of your spirit, for love, for joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. God, whatever it is that we're asking you for tonight, we pray for the power of your spirit to fill us where we are. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Be with us now as we worship, as we put our names into the chat, as we just step out in boldness, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.